Scooby, how's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast. Hey guys, we're into December, you know, holiday season and whatnot. So why not enjoy, you know, lean up to the holidays with us with a band full of mystery and, well, they got a great sound mixing new metal and deathcore together. It's a metal... New Metal Deathcore Hybrid. Ooh, yeah, you're going to want to be a part of that as well. Before we go into it, I want to thank our sponsors. And this video is going to be sponsored, and this podcast is sponsored by FNX Fitness or Phoenix Fitness. So we have been sponsored by them in the past, but now because um, after the way the podcast has been going on, they're like, yeah, can you do some more stuff for us? And well, let's just say the offer was too good to turn down. But I've been using FNX's stuff pretty much since we've been partners with them or like since we've um, been sponsored by them as well or actually sponsored by them. And what has happened has been like, I've always used their pre-workout, their stim-free pre-workout because I have more than enough energy as it is. And I always use their protein as well because I go to the gym a lot. And why do I go to the gym a lot? For a number of reasons. One, mentally makes me feel very clear, very sound. Number two, man, I get to listen to so much great music on there. And when I'm in the gym, I mean, come on, what's better than, you know, getting ready to go for like a 10 mile run. All of a sudden you get going. And the first thing you hear is, Shadow Modes by Bring Me the Horizon. It, it it just gets you going. And all of a sudden you hear Dethrone while you're trying to like squat 375. Oh yeah, that feels damn good. But you got to make sure you recover right because I love going in mosh pits. That's what I love working out for too. And if I'm going to go in those mosh pits, I want to be good and ready, you know, and make sure that I'm, you know, able to do everything I want to do and not stop. I got to make sure I refuel and recover right. That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in. I always use their protein after every single workout. Whenever I use pre-workout, I always use their stim-free pre-workout stuff. And you know what? It's just it's just good stuff, guys. Let me tell you. So take it from someone who never jumps out of a mosh pit. Take it from someone who's even when they're hurt, which is actually kind of me right now with bruised ribs. Will I still go in a mosh pit? Will I still work out like crazy? Even though it's against probably all medical advice. Uh, Yeah, I will. So go to fnxfit.com. Go and use the code that is in the description of this podcast because that code is going to change from the time I have it set up at the time of recording this. And you will get 20% off your entire order. Yeah, I said 20 off your entire order. You're not going to want to miss out on that. So go check it out. Go get in the best shape you can, especially going into the new year. Get in a mosh pit shape. That'll be the best way to put it. Get in a mosh pit shape with us with that next fit link description of the podcast, along with that promo code as well for you to check out. Now, in our future presentations. So, you've heard the band called Cultus Black? Yeah, where are they from? Who knows? Who are they? Really, we don't know because they're all masked and it's kind of cool, but you listen to the music of that new metal deathcore hybrid and it is insane. L is on the podcast with us today. We talk about the band's ride. We talk about them going on tour with Dropper Kings and Static X with Static X tour happening in 2023. So you can go and see that in 2023 and get tickets for it. We also talk about their most recent single, Burn, what they have experienced with getting their music out to the public. On, online, especially with Spotify, YouTube, and Google Ads, all that kind of stuff, the trials and the tribulations they've had with that, of course, with Burn and kind of how Burn really will get you to think about certain things and want you to burn it down to the ground. So this is a good one. This is an enjoyable one. Hope you enjoy it. You know, take a break from the holiday music. Take a break from, you know, Dragged Unders this holiday. I love that song, though. And listen to our podcast with L from Cultus Black. Are you ready? Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast. Do I know who this band is? Taking a look at this guy, I can't tell you. All I can tell you is he makes some damn good music. So I heard about this band 
thanks to a press release it was like and of course they're going down the road with static x in 2023 so it's like okay you know go check them out their style of like new metal and deathcore mixed together it's like oh dear god we need to listen to this this band's brand new song or most recent song burn is available for you to listen to now and they'll have a new album coming out sometime in the future their debut album so let's have some fun let's talk to these guys so please welcome l from the band cultist black to the podcast so l welcome to core progression podcast sup how you doing man doing all right man how is everything going in the crazy world of cultist black as we are heading into 2023 going pretty good you know we did a uh we recently did a tour with uh dropout kings i don't know if you're familiar with those guys um but they're sick as hell i uh, love those dudes we first met them touring with uh head pe whenever it was i think it was last year um and uh so we like to go out with those dudes a lot uh so we did a short run with them that was a lot of fun um at the end of that we dropped this uh, burn music video um, right before Halloween seemed appropriate. And, uh, you know, so we're just kind of riding that out for a bit. And uh, we got a n- more shows next year. The album will be coming out next year. We don't have a release date to announce yet. We know when it's going to be, but we just haven't announced it yet. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the end of the year, we're kind of slowing down a little bit um, just to get everything kind of revved up for next year. But uh, yeah, it's good. It's all good. Uh, Burn's doing well. And uh, we've gotten, uh, I've done a lot of interviews off of this song, actually. Uh, Shauna, um, who sent out the press release and everything for us, has been doing a good job uh, getting getting us interviews and stuff. Uh, so it's been cool. Oh yeah, when Shauna sent me the press release, I'm like, okay, I got to go check this out. Because every time I listen to a band that's always got some sort of mysterious lore behind them or any sort of just like crazy, I like, you don't know exactly who they are. I think I kind of want to listen to hear it. And when I listen to Burn, I'm like, there is so many different aspects that are coming together in this song and it just hooks you right in from the start. So I'm like, okay, I, I need to listen to more of this. I need to get into more of this. And I, it gets me more energized for the fact that, you know, when you guys go on the road with Static X, one, that's going to be a large crowd that you guys get to play in front of and a crowd that's really going to get into your style of music. On top of that, I mean, I can't wait to be in a mosh pit for something like this. Like this just gets oh, yeah. me energized. Like, whoa! Hell yeah. <laughs> I like your energy. Oh, I can guarantee you it's going to happen. Even if I have to go in the mosh, even if I have injuries when I've had bruised ribs, broken fingers, I've still gone in because, well, it's life. I only get one shot. It might as well have some fun with it while I'm here. Yeah. So what are you doing to break ribs and shit? Um, mosh pits just, you know, when, you know, just normal standard injuries and whatnot, just, uh, falling down and, you know, other people are down there as well, taking like random elbows to the ribs or, uh, the broken finger was, I was shoving someone, they got shoved into me and I'm like, ah, I felt like my finger jammed and like half it was like the front half's on top of the back half. And I looked, I'm like, (laughs) that ain't right. Is it? So now that sounds like a good mosh pit though. Oh yeah. They just get wrapped up, get it wrapped up. And I'm like, okay, just keep going. Just keep going. Why? Because why not? You know, I paid for this ticket. I want to enjoy this well band have the most fun. Yeah. Yeah. I want to enjoy the show to the most capacity that I can. So hell yeah. I'm not going to stop. Like, let's go. Fuck. Yeah. I also see you got some, uh, it looks like you got some skateboards hanging behind you. So I didn't know if you might've got no. acquired some injuries, uh, on the board maybe. Uh, no, I can't skate worth a damn, but I've got these boards. They're from multiple different bands. Like I've got a, let me crack it open. So I've got one for my friends in Rosie. They're a small band out of Texas. One for my okay. friends in the band Gold Frank. It's a Murr. They're from Florida. And then two Falling in Reverse ones because I like Falling in Reverse and I really love the popular monster skate deck. So I'm like, I got to go get it. Oh, right on, right on. Yeah. 
That's just kind of my, that's just kind of the style of it. But it, I mean, I've gotten injuries like so many other random ways, but I'm always more proud of the mosh pit injuries. Cause it's like, okay, that <laughs> yeah. happened in my favorite place. And I was able to keep going. Like, let's keep that energy up. So when you guys go on the road with static exit, for some reason you see me fall down in the middle of the pit. It's like, okay, is he injured? Don't worry about it. The adrenaline will just carry me through the rest of the show. Yeah. All right, cool. If there's enough people, which there damn well should be, if you want to come up and, and stage dive, then I'm all about it. If the club's okay with it. <laughs> It's a, it'll depend on, for that show, I think it'll depend upon the stage you guys are on, but I think especially with Static X, you guys might be on the stage where we have like that, uh, like the space in between. So you might see me crowd surf at least at one point because why the hell not? I mean, that sounds like fun, especially if it's, I'd say maybe not to burn because I kind of want to throw down during burn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's going to be the one I stick on. Hell yeah. I always, I always love crowd surfing. Uh, it's like, it's kind of like a, a rare thing that happens. Like it doesn't happen every show, but. I don't know. I think it's fun. I like doing it myself um, when there's, you know, a thick enough crowd to to catch me. <laughs> I'll say then what is from your perspective, what is your draw to crowd surfing? Not only from a fan's perspective, but when you're on stage, seeing people do it. I don't know. It's just fun. And um, it kind of it, it adds to the chaos. And it's just like a I don't know. It's just like another level of um, like the crowd is clearly involved. Or there's people, you know, jumping off the stage into the crowd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I just really like, I love to see people mosh, you know, I love the energy. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's it pretty much. Um, as a musician to performing on stage, um, you know, I always try to put on a show, obviously I always try to have a lot of energy and, um, that's something I've really try to push my bandmates to also is to move around a lot. You know, I feel like when you go to see a show, like you're going to see a show, even if it's not theatrical band, it's, the band's got a lot of energy and they're throwing the fuck down, you know, like that's what you're going for. You're not necessarily going just to hear the music. Like you can stay home and listen to the music, you know, uh, there needs to be some engagement and some, some energy. Oh, I agree with you on that a hundred percent. Cause usually the bands that I go and see that I always have the best time seeing live. There is always some sort of, of course, I love being those pits. Those pits are going to be a lot of fun, but the for band sure. on stage is going to be moving around and getting that energy going as well. So that, the entire crowd feels it and everyone is so into that, into the bit being in the moment. They're in the live setting. They're into what's going on now. They're not focused on anything else. It's not just passive listening to music. You are a part of that show. You are feeling energized by it and you are rolling with it to the point where all of a sudden now I start seeing, you know, lead singers climbing up on rafters, swinging from like balconies and whatnot, just because, Hey, why not? We'll get the show going. I've seen Alpha Wolf's lead singer stripped down to his boxers because it was hot as hell during the show. And he's like, yeah, it's hot. Why not? And everyone's just like, okay, we're down. And then the whole floor is okay. <laughs> like that's the stuff, like, especially from the fans perspective. I mean, we just feed off of that energy and then we're going to give it right back because it's kind of like yeah. this, like back and forth match. Like, oh, you're going to give the most amount of energy. Watch what we're going to do. Okay. Now you try. And then just keep going back and forth to the point when the set ends. I mean, everyone's just like panting, like, fuck. That was a lot of fun. It's a symbiotic relationship, you know, between the fans and the band. Um, it definitely goes both ways. Um, you know, as the band, it's your job to to bring it out of the crowd, you know, and and to get them hyped and to get them going. Um, and then it goes back and forth, you know, just ramps up. Oh, absolutely. And then since you've gone out with Dropout Kings and you've done multiple dates with them, 
what has been you know especially from the live setting from cultist black what has been your guys's style especially in terms of live setting to get the crowd that kind of energy to get us moving to get those points where you know people are in the pits throwing down throwing people left and right you see bodies flying with the biggest smiles on your face like just like or on our faces too it's just like we're going left ah! this is fun <laughs> um it's like i mean there's all kinds of layers to it really but you know obviously with our image and like when we come out on stage we kind of command attention to some degree um so then from there of course we have to bring it with the music and the energy um so it's funny though you know some crowds are easier than others like some crowds are there maybe they know us already or they're like uh, into the same kind of music as we are and it's easier you know but um, like, for instance, we toured with um, that band uh, Overkill. Have you ever heard of Overkill? I have. Yeah, we toured with Overkill earlier in the year. And that's not exactly a good musical match because they're like, you know, kind of old school, like uh, 80s metal sort of deal, you know, and um, kind of thrashy. Um, and then we're, you know, what we are. <laughs> so uh, I was a little concerned, but, you know, at the same time, I'm like, you know, We've been able to turn crowds before, so I think we can do it. Um, but it was like, even with them, it was some nights were easier than others, but we were always able to turn a large portion of the crowd onto us. And it's kind of funny because some nights is not just the music, just the energy. It's like the dialogue and the, the communicating with the audience. Like there was, when we were in New York, I like just knew that, I had to talk to the crowd. Like, it's a weird thing. It's like, you just kind of figure this shit out after you've been doing it a while, you know? But I just could tell that they didn't know who the fuck we were. And they're like, who is this weird ass band? Like I needed to communicate to them kind of that we're an underdog. And like, this is kind of our struggle because like going to that show, for instance, um, we're, of course we're on the tour. We missed one date because our van broke down and then we had to go try to borrow a van from some guy and the van that we're borrowing the guy from for some bizarre reason there was a compartment okay. over top the driver's seat and our drummer was driving and the park compartment popped open and an alternator fell out and hit him in the head <laughs> what i can't make this shit up and gave him a concussion and he was bleeding out of his head like it was bad so we had to take him to the hospital and we're like fuck we got to finish the tour so he came out and he's like, well, they said that I probably shouldn't perform, but I feel like I can do it, you know? And like, we went and did it. It was funny because after the show, he was like, man, he was like the strobe lights really fucking with me because, you know, he had a concussion. And I know this isn't, you know, the most healthy thing in the world, you know, but we're like, we only had like three dates left, you know, and we skipped one and he said he felt like he could do it. So I'm like, okay, as long as you're like, you know. And uh, so uh, we literally blinded him so that the lights and stuff wouldn't bother him because he can play in the dark, you know? So we're up there and I'm like, these people are looking at us like, who the fuck are these weird, these weird guys? And I'm like, they don't know like all the shit that we just went through. So like, I kind of like in my own way was telling the crowd the story, you know? And after that, they were fucking into it, you know? Cause it's just like one of those things like, well, goddamn, I have to respect that. Dude has a concussion, you know, hitting the head with an alternator. He's on the stage. <laughs> you know, it's just like one of those things. It's, it's, 
until you've done it long enough, it's kind of hard to tell, but like, I don't know. I could just tell like just looking at the crowd and knowing the story. I'm like, they don't know who we are. They're not into it. Cause they kind of like the music, but it's kind of weird. But once you can connect with them like that and make them feel something, then they're there. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. And that just speaks to your levels of experience, especially as a musician, your years of experience as a musician, because if you're able to read the crowd like that and not many people are able to read a crowd like that. I've seen bands go on stage where the crowd's not into it and they don't really change up anything they're doing and the crowd just never really gets into it. But you're able to take that opportunity and see that, you know, the crowd just needs to hear this. The crowd needs to be spoken to to get into this and to deliver that. Now you're bringing everyone in there. You're allowing yourself to not only create the narrative you want to create around Cultist Black for these fans, but you're able to create this whole entire different live experience. So now more people are going to potentially hear about this or more people are going to potentially hear about what happened that night. More people might know about the fact that your drummer played with a concussion and it just kind of creates more of the lore, more of the story behind Cultist Black that can really help grow because I mean, there are so many weird random tour stories that could pop into my head. It's like, yeah, I've heard, you know, this band had this random thing happen to them and all of a sudden looked like they came out of it like like nothing bad happened or they came out you of it on the know. other side. If nobody told you, you wouldn't know, you know, it's just one of those things. It's just one, it's just one of those things, but especially kind of thinking about this tour, you guys are going to be going out with static X thinking about the crowd and kind of the music of static X as well. I think you're going to have more of the easier time getting the crowd in the cult bike so and really getting them energized right from the get go with the whole entire lore around the man, with the persona, with the visuals and then with the music to come right after it, I think it's going to be just mayhem from start to finish. Maybe I'm fucking delusional, but I agree with you. I, th I think it'll be good because it's just our crowd. Like, this is our scene. <laughs> you know, like, I think it should go really well. It's just the scene, especially with, I mean, and then again, using Static X as the example as well, because I'm thinking about like, uh, I'm the thing about like Mudvayne when Mudvayne came back and went out on tour again. It was people were so amped up to see Mudvayne where it's like as long as anyone that else was on the bill was going to deliver that kind of energy, the fans are going to feed off it and go right into it, especially you're not seeing that band for a long period of time. Kind of similar with Static X as well. All of a sudden you guys come in, deliver that same kind of energy. The fans are just going to feed off that because they're just so amped up and it's going to be this one long continuous streak of this show is just absolutely nuts. You might go from city to city and each city is going to best the previous city every single night. I would love to see that. Um, and, you know, that show, it's not just Static X either. I mean, every band on that bill is, you know, dope as shit and fits with us. Like there's not a band there that we don't fit with, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so uh, it's, it's going to be a good tour. I, I really think that it's going to do very well for us. I think so too, and especially as you know, as time goes on, as more people get to get a chance to really listen to you guys' music, get a little bit more, you know, get a little more time with it as well. More people get to hear it, more people get to expose to it. You're gonna potentially see some more people start showing up to those shows, and all of a sudden, it's you know, your merch table is gonna be a little bit more packed than you might have thought it was. Maybe you're gonna see some more people show up with cultist black shirts before the show starts. Like, oh dear God, these guys already got shirts. Hell yeah! Fuck yeah! I gotta say, like. It's really cool, like, going to cities we haven't been to or, like, you know, pro playing in front of new crowds and stuff. And, um, like, after our set, because I always, you know, tell people, obviously, go to the merch table and take pictures with the weirdos and, you know, that kind of thing. And um, we pretty much always have a decent line. But there's some nights, like, the first time we played at um, King of Clubs in, um, in uh, Ohio, it, it was nuts. Like there was a line wrapped around the building, you know, 
just we were there for 45 minutes and the line just kept going you know just signing stuff and taking pictures with and that was the first time we'd ever played there you know so like stuff like that when we see that that feels really good you know it's like okay we're actually doing something right <laughs> you know yeah. is you're doing something right and it shows just the connection that you created for those fans at that time to the point where they want to stand in that line they want to meet you guys and it, it, it just creates such more of a positive experience, not only for them, but for you guys as well, because those fans are going to go home that night and they're going to post those pictures on social media. They took yeah, with you guys. Absolutely. And it's and, yeah. And, and if the, and the other thing I think about it too is, is what's the thing they're going to talk about the next day at work? Yeah. It's still kind of like that water cooler talk thing, but no one really goes to the water cooler to talk about, you know, whatever it is. Anymore. You're just going to talk to your random coworkers, but it's like, Oh, Hey, what did you do last night? Check out this. And then they just show them the picture with you guys. And everyone's wondering who the heck is that? And next thing you know, now you get more people like, I got to check out Cultist Black just to see what this band is about. Just that visual of how you guys look, it's intriguing for people to say, I just want to know what this is. And then yeah. they listen to it and it's an it's an in for people that might be like me and just say, holy shit, this is awesome. Or people might say, you know, this might not necessarily be for me, but it gives the opportunity for that to happen. Absolutely. And, you know, no press is bad press. You know, yeah. if you're listening to it, if you love it or you hate it, still listening to it <laughs> you know you're still listening you're still getting those numbers up whether it's the streaming numbers whether it's the music video numbers or maybe you just maybe you're like me and still go old school it's like oh i still bought the song because i still use an old trusty dusty ipod because yeah i kind of still like to be you know classic that way that's just me though but this is that like like uh like burn yeah that definitely landed on there especially after hearing it one time i'm like okay this might end up on the workout playlist like that hell yeah um and uh uh we have a we have a few other um, music videos that we've released. Um, have you checked out any of the other ones? Uh, I know I checked out one other one, but the name of the song is just escaping my head right now. I'm having like that buffer moment in my brain. I'm like, uh. Well, the shoot. biggest the biggest one that we have is a song called Nevermind, and that one um, we've gotten the most you know just traction out of that one. It's probably the most kind of I guess you could say radio friendly or like accessible song that we have. Um, it was actually on Octane while we were um, touring with Overkill. It was kind of weird because, you know, we didn't do anything to get it on Octane. It was just we were out with Overkill and like three or four different cities we were in. We had people come up and like, hey, we heard you on Octane. I'm like, oh, OK, great. <laughs> you know, that's awesome. Um, and then because, you know, people struggle to try to get shit on Octane. And um, with other songs, we had two. And it just didn't happen. But then this one just randomly pops on there. It's like, okay, well, I mean, that's great. I'm not mad at it. And then like, even the ones that you struggled to get on Octane previously, those might have just been kind of the, the first, maybe the foot in the door, but also maybe just the attention grabber of maybe Octane will play this, maybe not. But I mean, it might have been like most fans, just seeing the image, seeing the persona and been intrigued by it, listening to it. So, okay, maybe these aren't going to be the ones that Octane is going to put on. But now the idea of Colts Black is in their mindset. It's in the zeitgeist for Octane. So when Nevermind comes up, all of a sudden, boom, they love it and they're going to play it. And it's like, well, we didn't even try to get that one on there, but it just worked. So in a yeah. way you tried, but it wasn't as direct as many other bands have tried in the past to get on Octane. Some successfully, some not, you know, it, it always is going to depend upon how the music sounds. It depends on how radio friendly it might be even for Octane and just how people are responding to it. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I talked to lots of people in the industry just kind of bouncing ideas and stuff. And 
Um, you know, obviously radio is more or less dead, but you know, stuff like XM octane stuff is good to be on for sure. Um, but it's funny cause I was like, oh, should we do radio campaigns? You know, and, um, uh, the people that I was talking to is like, no, y- you get your, get it spreading on Spotify and YouTube and stuff, and then they'll find you. So I guess that's kind of what happened with that song is it was doing really well and people were submitting it for us, you know, and they were just like, oh, this is good. And it just kind of organically makes its way. Um, so. I mean, that makes a lot of sense, especially with how much weight goes into those Spotify numbers. And just if if these songs yeah. are able to get placed on those Spotify playlists, like the curated ones, or if like Octane yeah. has a playlist that they put you guys on, or if, you know, when it comes to YouTube as well, if all of a sudden you start seeing the views on those videos start climbing and climbing. In today's day and age, especially when it comes to music delivery, music discovery, like just the way the algorithms work, it's like they just have so much more weight if all of a sudden you're starting to get put on those places, you're starting to get more of like the listens and views there. So all of a sudden, you know, yeah, then Octane puts it on there because people are getting exposed to it. People want to hear it that are listening to Octane. Yes, you know, you know, in your standard like FM radio stations, that's pretty much dead at this point. But (laughs) there's always going to be something there and... If if you get on Octane, that's fantastic. Octane still has a very strong presence. But yeah. again, focusing in on the streaming side of it, the YouTube side of it, really getting it, it you know, focusing on the internet side of it is yeah. definitely the way to go to get as many people as possible in 2022, 2023, and hell, for the past like 10 years. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, and it's just it's it's been something where we've seen it happen, we've seen it come. I know there's a lot of bands that still want to like do the classic, you know, get on the radio, get on Octane or whatnot. But it, it seems like if you're not focused fully in on you know part or at least mostly in on like the streaming side of things or like YouTube video side of things, just trying to reach people on the internet, it's like the chances are much much more slim for you to get noticed just based on the attention that's on those platforms. It's funny too, you know, um, kind of a little bit of a segue but we've had issues too just trying to get our shit out to people um on spotify youtube stuff like that especially youtube because like nevermind did super well but then we released a song right after that called killing the beautiful and got we could not run ads at all it absolutely would not let us run ads because it said it was um shocking and disturbing and i'm like the stuff you see on YouTube, like this is tame, super tame. But I, I, I still haven't figured out what it was that they thought was shocking about that video. I even had been on the phone with Google ads. Like I called them four different times. And I eventually, I, there was one time that I got to speak with somebody that actually was talking to me and I got them to watch the video while I was on the phone with them. And uh, he was like, yeah, I don't see anything here. That's like particularly bad, you know, uh, it's like, yeah, it's like weird and spooky, but there's like, there's no nudity. There's no blood and guts. There's no, you know, uh, he was like, but it's not up to me to make the decision. You know, I have to pass it to the guy. I was like, well, can I talk to the guy that makes the decision? Well, no, it doesn't really work that way. And I'm like, well, what the hell am I supposed to do? <laughs> you know? So he was like, they'll call you. Of course they never do. Um, so I, I don't know why, but it's like, just because we're this kind of weird image band and we're, you know, kind of horror themed in a way um we just have trouble like with reach you know um so that's been a real struggle like i said <laughs> never mind just took off like it just soared and i i that one we did like glow in the dark paint and stuff like uv paint and shit so it was like a little bit different vibe but 
I mean, it's still us. I I don't know what the big difference is as to why that one was allowed to take off. And then Killing the Beautiful got crushed. I was like, maybe it's the name, Killing. You know, maybe it's because it got Killing in the name. Hell, I don't know. And they said, no, that's not it. Well, well tell me what it is. Like, I need to know something. Um, yeah, yeah. If, if you if they have the information and they know what they you know flagged it for, tell me what it is. If it, if it, just so I know. So like, okay, if there's a legitimate reason, then understandable. But if it's like you know, why the hell did you guys flag this portion of it? If the other things you see on YouTube can be far worse than that, oh, yeah. far more crazy, far more scandalous, far more just taboo at the same time as well than 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 a music video. I don't get it, and it it really screwed us over somewhat because like we did the overkill tour and we were never mind and we were kicking ass we're getting on octane and then i'm like yeah we got to keep going we're gonna go another like this one's gonna be even bigger and we're at least killing beautiful and they're like well you can't do goddamn thing with that yeah. <laughs> like, well fuck me now our numbers <laughs> suck because we can't run ads or do anything you know it's like yeah we have a degree of a built-in crowd that will watch it but like we need to reach new people and we can't do that if we can't do ads. Like that's just the way it works. Like I, I got to be able to get in front of people. Um, and it was, of course it was like kind of shadow band, you know, strangling our outreach and it, it's just a mess. So that really kind of screwed with us because I'm like, okay, now we kind of look like nobody's interested, but it's not the case really. It's just can't do anything with the song, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and then from when you're not able to do things with the song and you're asking the questions of why is this flagged and they're not giving you any answers for it, then it's like you're stuck between a rock. Tell me what it is, I'll fix it. Yeah, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place at that point. I've run the same thing with trying to like promote the podcast at times as well. Like there's some episodes like, okay, this is really easy. And there's some episodes I have to fight tooth and nail for. It's just like, oh, it's shocking content. Why? Because we talked about the pandemic? Huh? Yeah. Like who cares? That's another thing. We, right around the time... The, the pandemic happened we had released a song called you make me sick which incidentally we released it before the pandemic happened but it was still mm. around like when the pandemic happened so it was just ironic and um yeah we got in trouble for that because it's sick you know and they're like can't can't say use the word sick and like, come on really guys really <laughs> you know it's like, it's like you can't see the context behind it and also you can't see the fact that this was released before all of that happened i mean <laughs> yeah. come on just well, why you got to do that at Google ads? Why you got to do that? You know, wherever, what other platform we're trying to promote on? Why you got to be like that guys? Come on. Why? Yeah, Just why? For real. And it's kind of funny. And actually my, um, the guy that uh, does most of our music videos, he actually didn't do the one for burn. Cause it's funny. We, we make content way ahead of time and then we like kind of just have it. And then we release it as we go. So this one was actually not made by the same guy that makes most of our content, but, um, I was talking to him about it and he had some insight on it, but I had tried to tag the word horror on some of our stuff at one point in time. And I got a, um, like a warning for trying to use the tag suggesting that I seek psychological help. Have you ever seen this? I have never seen it, but this does make like sense that this would potentially happen just given the way the world works now, but keep going. Cause I'm really curious about this. Well, from what Jaden was telling me, um, the, our video guy, he said, uh, and I, I don't remember exactly how this story goes, but there was something that happened where some people were like using the tag of horror to, um, for like real life, like bad shit. Like, I don't remember if they actually killed somebody or something like that. 
so then all of a sudden like that tag got associated with like actually harming people and so then they started flagging that so that they would bury it whenever that tag came up and they gave you a, like a little thing that's like, oh, you might want to seek psychological help or see a therapist, you know, or whatever. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, really? Like, I mean, like, I, I understand, like, it's like one guy has to ruin everything for everybody kind of deal, you know? Um, so yeah, it's really, that's terrible that that happened. But I mean, is that really something that happens enough that you need to like punish an entire genre of, <laughs> <laughs> you know, movies and <laughs> I don't know. It, it just seems like, I don't know. It seems like they go to an extreme with things sometimes. Yeah. Cause even think about it, you know, people search up, you say, say it was for a YouTube video. So like searching up for like horror movies and all of a sudden that tag is gone. Any new horror movies are not going to be able to be seen because that tag is gone unless you're looking for them specifically. But of course, if you're going to look up, you know, new horror movies, that's going to be the thing you look for. And that's, what's going to end up coming up. And all of a sudden you're not going to see anything new because one person ruined the whole entire tag for everybody for a certain period of time. Cause I've used tags before for the podcast where it's like, okay, I've gotten flagged for, you know, as early, like earlier in 2021, I got flagged for using the tag deathcore because it was a deathcore band that I interviewed. But then now yeah. I re I recently used it maybe earlier this month and yep, now it's fine. It's like, yeah. What's so going on it, here? It kind of cycles, it seems. Yeah. So maybe that thing's already passed. I don't know. Um, but cause I haven't tried to use it. I've never tried to use it again. Cause I was like, well, fuck that's done. I'm not gonna use that. So I just haven't used it since, but, um, it's just so funny. Like, um, we give words so much power, you know, and that kind of trickles into hashtags and, you know, uh, social media and stuff. But we do, we really do give, because I mean, a word is just a word, you know, it doesn't really have any power until you assign power and meaning to it. So I don't know. It's, it's pretty wild. I feel like we fight one extreme with another extreme, you know, and I know it doesn't seem like two wrongs necessarily make a right. I don't know. No, if we if we keep fighting extreme with extreme, it's just those boundaries just just keep getting pushed further and further into this into those directions. So the extremes keep getting even more further and further away. And you are right, especially when it comes to words. Words only have the power that we give them. So there are some words like the word the. Yeah, the doesn't have any power because we don't see it as power. But there's plenty of other words out there using the like what we just used an example with horror, where all of a sudden it's someone does something with that tag and all of a sudden that word has so much more power to it in terms of other people that are, you know, kind of controlling the whole entire ad space at that point over is running whatever platform you're using for that, just based on, you know, oh, they see this connecting it. They have much more of a heavier association with it. And now again, like you said, one person ruins the whole entire thing, but maybe if you tried the whole entire horror tag now, you might just be just fine because enough time has passed or maybe you know, hey, it was just Halloween, you know, horror, big thing. Now, horror has a whole different <laughs> yeah, connotation to again. it based off of, you know, um, it's fun again. It's festive or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. It's it's a wild, wacky world we live in. And uh, I mean, there's a lot of times when we're talking with musicians that have brought up, you know, just kind of like that, just di sort of discontent or sort of sometimes, you know, those like the troubles they've had with it as well. And kind of listening to Burn, it kind of has a little bit of that like aspect of like, you know, this shit sometimes just doesn't necessarily make sense. This shit's kind of against at this point in time. So what can we do? Just burn it down. <laughs> just burn it all. <laughs> um, yeah. And that song was actually written um, during the pandemic, like with all the, you know, um, uh, riots and everything that was happening. Um, that crazy period of time uh, was when I was writing that. 
And, um, you know, I don't, uh, as far as like lyrical content and meanings of songs and stuff, I usually don't like to go too deep into exactly what the meaning is of my lyrics because, and I stole this from Trent Reznor because I'm a big Nine Inch Nails fan. Like old school Nine Inch Nails was dope as shit. But um, like he would always say that the real meaning of a song isn't what he meant it to be as a writer. It's what the audience thinks it is. Like it's if, you know, I can write something and it can mean one thing to me, but mean something completely different to you, you know? So uh, you don't want to kill that connection that the other person has with the song by kind of, you know, being a party pooper and being like, Oh, it doesn't really mean that it means this. Well, it's art, you know, it's subjective. It means whatever the hell you want it to mean, really, (laughs) you know, it's kind of art is more so like a mirror than anything else that you, you see yourself in it, you know? Um, So I I try not to get too much into exactly what songs mean, but that was the environment that I was writing that in, you know, was that crazy period of time where, you know, the world was on fire, (laughs) you know, like it was nuts. And, and one thing, especially when it came to Burnsville, like it was, is the verses were the thing that really drew me into the song is like the, oh my God, this is absolutely awesome. And knowing the backstory behind, of course, is in the press, it's about writing it during 2020, writing it during, you know, the times where, you know, it seemed like the world was on fire with all the riots that were happening. Like just the way the verses were constructed, something clicked in my brain that not only made me fall in love with the song, but, and like really got me caught onto it but clicked in my brain in terms of kind of connecting an idea to that time frame as well, just based off of its construction. Cause I, I went through this whole entire song. I want to get some notes on it for myself. And I always looked at like in the first part of that verse, it takes us it like something more sinister in its construction. It had like this Gothic new metal tone to it. Giving the sound with more of the snare focus, drum beats and electronics that mixes like Gothic metal and new metal style together. And I thought that was really intriguing, especially for me because I listened to it. It hooked me to the song, but another reason why it's massively worked, especially in my mind, is based on the audience of the song because it takes a look at like this gothic counterculture in a way that ends up going re- getting rejected by a lot of people that are higher up or the people that are in power, the establishment, the man, or whatever you want to say it is. And it makes a connection of emotion with those that ride in 2020 and why they did for those people. Like it's kind of had that same feeling and like not the same thing, but also ability for people that really get into the style of music that we're working with here to empathize and understand some of the emotions of what was going on during that time as well. I don't know why I like clicked on that, but it just, I like zero focused in on that. And I just kind of, it blew my mind in a way. And that's why when it came to burn, like for me instantly, I'm like, I'm into this song. I'm into this. Let's go. I want to hear more of this shit. (laughs) Hell yeah, man. I'm glad you dig it for sure. Um, I, you know, like I said, you know, I will say that there is just a kind of a overall theme with the band in general and the lyrics that I write of, kind of being an outcast, you know, and like maybe not necessarily fitting into a a particular niche, you know, and that's because that's who I am, (laughs) you know, like I, I've never been like a really clean cut, like this is exactly like, and I don't think, and I don't think if we're honest with ourselves, anybody really fits neatly in a box, you know, like, oh, you know, I am a, a death metal guy or, you know, I am a rap dude, you know, like I, I feel like we all really have nuances and and things about us that don't make you fit like guys that are like you know i'm a death metal dude and that's all i listen to and i don't listen to anything else like i bet really if you go like listen to their playlists and shit they got some other shit in there (laughs) you know they got some shit they're super embarrassed of (laughs) you know 
So I don't know. I feel like we all are like that. Like we don't really fit into a box, but we kind of fool ourselves or try to trick other people into thinking that we do because there's a kind of an innate need to like be part of something and to fit in, you know, but yeah, but in time, especially throughout life, even though I you know I've only been on earth for almost like 28 years at this point, I've kind of learned that as well, especially going through some of the things I've gone through life, even taking a look at my music taste. Like I go to so many different like metal, metal core shows and all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, that must be like the only thing you listen to. You know, I listen to other stuff and my favorite band is a punk band. It's just like, how the hell yeah. does that happen? Roll with it. And like you said, those guys that have those death metal playlists, there's probably some Whitney Houston on there because, well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. they just want to dance yeah. with somebody at some point. And it's, <laughs> yeah. And, and I understand the want to try and fit into a box and to fit into a certain category for that idea of t- like just belonging to something. But when has anything ever, like when it comes to people that have done those outstanding things, when the things that you dream of, the things that you aspire to achieve this and like, look at the people that have done it. Have they ever fit into a box? Have they ever gone and like fit into something or have they just kind of been themselves focused in on that and had different interests going many different places? It's usually the latter of them wanting to go and try as many different things as possible and enjoy as many things possible and not being in this one like small square box like this is me and I can only be in here. I think this is funny for me to say because I wear paint and our dudes wear masks and everything. But I think that if you are yourself, your your own kind of artist and you're doing what you enjoy, you know, and you're kind of putting out something that is real to you. Um, I feel like people recognize that and they connect with it because as much as we are a theatrical weird fucking band, um, you know, and I wear face paint and all that stuff, like it is me. Like this is what I want to do. This is what I enjoy. I've always been in theatrical bands. I love like creating stuff like this. I fancy myself more kind of an artist than just a musician, you know, and that's just what I do, you know? Uh, So I think, like if I were to try to um, do something like a style of music that really wasn't me or didn't, you know, then maybe people wouldn't connect with it. But I don't know. I, I just feel like I feel like people uh, real recognizes real. <laughs> you know, I feel like people can un- can kind of innately understand when you're bullshitting, you know. Oh, absolutely. And it, when it comes down to like having that be a part of your art, be a part of your set, be a part of your style. I mean, take a look at Slipknot, Slipknot, the whole entire mask thing, and they're one of the biggest bands in the world. Take a look at Ice Nine Kills with the whole entire horror style behind them and like everything they do connected to horror movies. And look at how big they are now. Yeah, it's just them being themselves and doing what they love and commixing their their interests into their art and not just being musicians, but being artists at the same point in time. And that's what Cultist Black is doing as well. So yeah, once 2023 hits, once you guys get more music out there, once you guys get on the road, ooh, you're going to see those numbers and those fan base start to rise and grow. And it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, as we bring this podcast to conclusion, one thing I would like to do is give my guests, which is you in this uh, point in time, a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug, promote whatever you want to promote at the end of the podcast. So, L, the floor is yours. Well, shit, man. Uh, you know, we've talked about the Static X tour. So, of course, there's that. And it's, um, I think it's, um, I think it's March 19th, I think is the first date that we're on through April 15th. Or is it the 15th and 19th? Either way, it's in March. Uh, you can find it online. And um, <clears throat> before that, we have a show in um, Raleigh, North Carolina at the Lincoln Theater. So if you're local to that area, uh, it's January 14th. Um, 
you know, like we talked about too, we got burnout. Uh, so go check that out on YouTube and Spotify and everywhere. Um, I'm not going to bother with like giving our specific things for everything. We're cultist black across the board. Like the Google us or my, or yeah, fucking MySpace that exists. <laughs> yeah. Facebook. I, I was talking about MySpace with a friend the other day about like how I wish that they would bring it back. But at any rate, uh, Facebook, you know, Spotify, it's all just cultist black. You can find us easy. Um, that's it. I don't know what else. Uh, go to our website and buy some fucking merch. That'd be nice. <laughs> that would be nice. And now it's time for me in this podcast with three things. So I'm going to make it even easier on everybody to connect with you guys on social media, find you on all those platforms, watch your YouTube videos, go to the website, get some merch and get tickets for the static X shows, get tickets for your uh, show in Raleigh, North Carolina in January. And then also listen to stream music as well. Just go to the description of the podcast, say find Cultist Black online. You're going to see links for everything and labels for everything. I'm doing all the searching for you guys. I'm doing, I've got everything there for you. Just click and boom, it's going to take you right there. So go follow me online, go watch your videos, go stream music and go buy some merch and go get tickets for the Static X show. And if you're in Milwaukee on April 1st, that Static X show with Cultist Black, find my dumbass in the pit because I'm going to be there. Hell yeah. And now it's time for me to this podcast, or the second thing is, whenever I have guests on the podcast, I tend to make a certain promise a way to say both thank you for being on the podcast, and I wish you continue to support the band going forward. So the promise is this, when I get to see you live for the first time, so hopefully you make it happen on April 1st at the Rave here in Milwaukee, L, my promise to you is, first round's on me. Hell yeah. Well, I hope to see you there, man. Oh, you'll see me there. You'll see, if you see the crazy guy in the Milwaukee Brewers hat and the pit just going absolutely nuts, you'll know it's me. Come say hi. Oh yeah, if you guys are gonna be at the merch table at the end of the show, oh, uh, there, oh I'm gonna I'll make my way down there. So as we get this podcast conclusion, L, this can't be goodbye for a number of reasons. One, I'm going to see you at that show on April 1st. No Hell fooling, yeah. no April Fools. I'm gonna be there. I gotta <laughs> meet you. I gotta make good of my promise. Second thing is, I don't want to be the only time I have you on the podcast. I'd love to have you back on the podcast, especially as yeah, the new album is ready to come out when it is. So I can't say goodbye. I have to say, I'll see you later. Hell yeah, I'll see you later, man. Well, folks, that is my interview with L from the band Cultist Black once again. Go and check them out online. Go and check them out everywhere they are because the most recent single, Burn, is out now for you to listen to, for you to watch music videos along with all their other songs they've released. They've got a new album coming out sometime in 2023. Do they know the release date? Yes. Do I know the release date? No. So you just want to be ready for that. So you're going to follow along with them on all their social media, watch their YouTube videos, go to their website, buy some merch, stream their music, and also get tickets for their concerts and their tour with Static X. If you're in the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area, go get tickets for that April 1st show when they're playing at the Rave here in Milwaukee. Rave, my personal favorite venue. I love that venue. Thanks, guys, at the Rave. You guys are awesome for having Static X and Calls Us Black on. So go and get tickets for that if you're in the Milwaukee area because we get to mosh together. Oh, yeah, we moshing together. I'm going to be there in the pit. We moshing. So if you want to get all the information you want on Cultist Black, get all that stuff, follow along with them, stream music, buy the music, download the music, all that good kind of stuff. Support me anyway. Description of the podcast, say find Cultist Black online. Everything's going to be there for you. Also, make sure to follow along with the Corporate Rush Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for your viewing pleasure. We're on YouTube as well. You can watch every single one of these podcasts. You get to see all the crazy stuff we get to talk about and actually get to enjoy it in a visual standpoint as well. If you just like the audio, though, Spotify, all podcasts, I radio, Amazon, and many other places, Thanks to Britain Media for putting us out there. Thank you guys. You guys are the best. If you're a subscriber to the podcast, a huge thank you. If you're not subscribed to the podcast, please go and hit that subscribe button wherever you are, whether it's you know on YouTube, whether it's on Spotify, Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon, whatever streaming service you're on for the podcast. Yeah, hit that subscribe button because you know what helps out us. You know who gets great guests on it because of that us. You want to know who gets to live out their dream then? 
I'm going to be honest, me. But I want to give you guys the best stuff possible as well. So it means a lot to me for you guys to hit that subscribe button. So thank you. Another time, I probably kind of sound like tongue in cheek in a way and just like kind of not the best. Oh, well, whatever. Also, I want to thank FNX Fitness for sponsoring this podcast. Again, you get 20% off your entire order when you use the code in the description of the podcast. Again, that code is definitely going to change by the time I record this. So that's what I'm saying description of the podcast for it. Thank you, L, for being on the podcast once again. I, I said it before and I'll say it again. Thank you, man. Can't wait to see you on April 1st. No fooling, though. No fooling. I'll be in the pit, even if, you know, I got some other weird kind of injury. We're going to be rolling with it. So on that note, that's going to be for me today, guys. Thank you for watching this to the Card Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one. I'm the big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all! Yeah!